0: Yo,
1: welcome to Church Coffee.
0: How you guys doing? We're here with a very special guest today. He's one of my really good friends. Known him a long time.
1: Yeah, he's actually the guy that made our logo.
0: Yeah, great graphic designer, Brenton Little. How you doing? Man, I'm doing great. Yeah. Thanks for having me. <laughs> um, do you want to introduce yourself or do you want me to introduce you? What do you want to do? Yeah, yeah you go ahead. Yeah. Fine. So Brenton is the coolest guy I know, full stop. <laughs> uh brenton's one of my best friends um he's a great graphic designer you might know his work if you don't you're missing out and he bought me my first beer so yeah
1: and he's also uh a great instagrammer so <laughs> <Here's coughs> one the thing. of the knowns
0: here's the thing great instagrammer knows a lot about beer i didn't know you were that good at arm wrestling <laughs> oh boy man <laughs>
1: Neither did I. I just, I just met
0: Jo tonight, actually. Yeah. yeah, first time ever. So Jo and Brenton met tonight, like Brenton just said, and I hadn't seen Brenton in a while because oh, he gosh. he lives in Fayetteville now, and you know I live in Little Rock. He put on 25 pounds of muscle oh, since gosh. I've seen him, and for some reason I don't know I don't know how we got onto it. <laughs> yeah. We
1: decided to arm wrestle. <laughs> oh. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't work out very often, but I was. I, I say I say I wasn't expecting it. I don't know. As soon as I walked in the door, I was like, "Man, Britton looks pretty fit." Like, he, I was like, that, "I was like, that dude is thick with two seeds." Like, I was like, "I was like, dude, I don't." I was like, "Man, he looks pretty fit," but uh, I don't know how we got on arm wrestling. But as soon as we did, I started just going at it. And of course, Jamie encouraged
0: it. My no, wife, yeah, should. yeah, so, she's going to talk to you into it. Yeah, for sure. and yeah. I, I actually arm wrestled Jamie because I'm not very strong. <laughs> Jamie one. Here's no, the thing. Here's the thing, J.O., Here's the thing. You say you don't work out, but you do it a lot for work. Yeah.
1: That all okay. right. Working and working out are two different things. Yeah.
0: I mean agree like to disagree. But, but but
1: are they like I mean I I understand, but yeah, Brenton, you're like constantly working
2: out without realizing it. You're just like yeah, naturally yeah. doing it as you go. I feel like that's more I don't know. That makes
1: sense. You know,
0: a lot of pipes and stuff. That's like
1: a we call that old man strong. Yeah, like old it's like man na- it's like yeah. natural strong. My
0: father in law for sure. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. like yeah. those contractor type muscles. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but seriously though, like Brenton and I were like arm wrestling, and I wasn't really sure what to expect. I mean, my arm was definitely hurting, and then luckily Brenton got injured, and <laughs> I don't I, don't I, and I, I won. I, so. I definitely I'm heard old. a crack.
0: I
2: heard a I'm crack. Old. I did too. I got ten years on this guy, but it, <laughs> hey, I feel. Thank you for making me feel good. Yeah. I, I appreciate you guys.
0: I'm I'm actually impressed. All jokes yeah. aside, twenty five pounds of muscle is crazy. Yeah, that's not that's never been like you as far as I've known you. You don't you it, didn't work out before.
2: No, it's it's definitely been kind of a. And I never thought I'd be talking about this on a podcast for sure. <laughs> me, but um, I've always been a really thin guy naturally, and uh, I just I don't know. The older you get, you kind of start realizing you got to kind of do something to, you know. If I have a designer and sit at my desk most of the day. Yeah. And so yeah. like, I'm not very active unless I'm hiking or going out and right. doing something. So I felt like I needed to change that. And yeah. Yeah. About a year ago. or So I just started getting into it a little bit. And
0: yeah. That's crazy.
2: Every other yeah. day kind of thing. For me. I mean, you know,
1: Joe Rogan, if you're looking for your next like athlete to <laughs> no, bring on your podcast, I am the least athletic so <laughs> person
2: you'll ever meet. I suck at sports. So don't hey even. Joe,
1: shout out. Just at least let us come in and hang out for the day.
0: Oh my oh, gosh. Dude. Yeah, uh Brenton and I used to hike a lot actually. Yeah, we did? Yeah. Did Brenton got me into hiking? I don't do it so I've much. I've heard about either. your hiking stories. Oh man. I don't know if you some... call it hiking. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
3: I'm really out here Walking <laughs> all right, cut no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm really out here getting roasted.
0: <laughs> the toughest hike I ever went on was with Brenton. It's what was it? Goat's Trail? Is yeah, that what it's called? It's big Bluff, Goat Trail. It's like, you did the goat trail? It, yeah. yeah. It was like four. We made miles.
2: him. We like, made him do it. It was
1: like how far did you last?
2: Bro. I think it's six it was... miles round trip or close to it. it was like goat
1: trail's longer.
0: I'm like three miles. I'm like uh-huh. three miles downhill, right? I'm like, this is pretty easy, because <laughs> it's all downhill. <laughs> and then we get to the bottom. I'm like, okay, surely it loops. Yeah. And then they go, no, you got to come back the same way. Yeah. Dude, I almost died. Like, not joking. There was a couple times where I sat down and yeah. I was like, I can't make it.
2: To Danny's credit, it was like in the middle of the summer, and that's yeah. the worst time to hike, really. In right. Arkansas. No, it is. Yeah. It's it probably hot. 95 degrees, like 90% humidity. Yeah, you know, that's definitely not the best time to be no, hiking
0: not at all. six and miles. Sadly, that so. was like the best shape I've ever been yeah. into. Imagine doing it now. I would, nuh-uh. Have you ever have done
1: it. the uh, the Indian Rock House Trail like out actually? Buffalo Point? No,
2: uh, I have some friends that Noah's done it. Uh, a few of my friends have done it, but I have not actually. So. Okay, so
1: Indian Rock House Trail is not very long. The way down is very easy, and you go and you you walk down It takes you into this huge, just like Indian ruin. Not really ruins. It's just you can tell they're, they they like definitely caves and stuff. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like a big just cave opening. It's not hard at first, and then, but it's just at the very end, it's almost straight up. Okay. And I remember doing it, and it was when I was in pretty good shape. It was when I was riding mountain bikes all the time. And by the end of it, I seriously felt like I was going to pass out. Yeah. And I know that's other people are probably listening to this and be like, any Rock House Trail is not that bad. Yeah. But just the the way we went up, I mean, my cast were just like mm-hmm. burning, burning when I did it. But. I'll
2: say the... Sorry, the no, most strenuous hike I've done, which is silly because most people would drive up to the top or yeah. take the tram, Pikes Peak. Oh, uh, my me God. And Kyle, oh, my gosh. Me and Kyle Steed did, uh, Man. I think it was 12 and a half miles yeah. one way uh, from like, yeah. oh my not base, but uh, I don't know how, how we started out, but we started at 5 a.m. and we got up there like early afternoon. And, and then we decided to pay someone to get us back down. Like, uh, actually, they closed the roads when we got there because ice and yeah. a storm rolled in. Summer storms in Colorado are like unpredictable. Oh it was God. like icing and snowing at the top. I got elevation sickness. I was passing out. It felt like I had a ton of whiskey or something. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, we got to get back down. But they closed the roads, so we like paid a yeah. snowplow to take us down.
1: So what conversation brought that up? Just like, hey, you want to climb Pike's Peak? (laughs) Uh, We were in
2: Colorado (laughs) with some friends for a retreat, and we just said, let's hike it instead of drive. Let's just do it. Like, so we just did it. So funny! It was definitely the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, I don't know how much elevation gain. I mean, it's a fourteen thousand two hundred foot mountain. Right. And we probably, I think we started at like seven thousand. Right. So that I don't know. That's a long haul. Yeah, it was for sure.
0: That's so crazy. Funny thing, so this is my first time here in Fateville. I don't know if Fateville has any, like, good hiking.
2: I mean, it's... I'm a little biased because, like, I've been here three years and my wife's right. from this area, but um, I would say as far as the state goes, it's probably not right here, but, like, at least this northwest, like, yeah. region is, like, sure. my favorite part of the state.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, very, it's definitely very outdoor-driven. I mean, the mountain bike scene is really big here. You're, There's, like, an hour from the Ozarks. Yeah. There's I mean, trails
0: everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So for some of our listeners who don't know who brenton is um how did you end up here because you're not even from arkansas
2: no originally from southern mississippi um meridian it's about two hours from the gulf coast two and a half something like that i moved to arkansas a while back to be in a band um that's how i met my wife i was in a band for a long time toured and you know recorded what was the band, the band name gazer gazer yep <clears> throat> uh, throat> shout out to seth flood michael <laughs> yeah. those guys uh <laughs> And uh did that for a long time. Uh, moved to d- lived in Batesville for a while, which yeah. is another story for another time. <laughs> and then uh, lived in Dallas for a while. That's just where the whole band moved and we did the whole thing down there mm-hmm. music scene for a while in right. Austin and stuff. And then um uh, I moved back after working on s- in some churches there in Dallas like as lead designer and stuff, moved to Little Rock area, worked at New Life on stuff, mm-hmm. for I think I was lead designer for about 2 years or something. Yeah. So that kind of brought us back to Arkansas. Then I got a, do- a job at Verizon doing design, web design. And then I got offered offer up here working for Walmart. Uh, yeah. So I worked uh, f- through an agency for Walmart uh, doing design and photography uh, for about the last three years. Yeah. For uh, social media, web design, mm-hmm. just content marketing yep. for Walmart That's and awesome. stuff like
0: that. If you don't mind me asking, is that is that like the biggest gig that you've ever done? Walmart's a... A yeah. pretty big name. Largest obviously. corporation in the world, <laughs> yeah. I think they say. Yeah. <laughs> one of them. Maybe yeah.
2: Amazon's bigger now, but I know for sure Walmart was the biggest for a long time. Um yeah, that's probably as far as like salary job and career moves. That was definitely the biggest job I've ever had for sure. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
1: So exactly how did how did the whole Walmart thing come about?
2: Um, I was working with a guy in Little Rock, uh, at Verizon just another coworker kind of guy. Yeah. He he got a job up here as one of the marketing managers, I think, and just wanted to kind of build an internal team uh, through one of the agencies and uh, brought me and a couple other people up here. Was, I was like me and another designer and then a, a video guy and then a copywriter. Right. He kind of did that too. And the project manager and we just had our own little internal team and yeah, pretty much, Anything you saw on Walmart's uh, Facebook or Instagram, yeah. the stuff we made. All like, those
0: good memes that they
3: posted. Yeah,
2: those. <laughs> People at Walmart, yeah, we started at not, we didn't, we didn't start any of that. We were trying to actually get them out of that. Oh, we, really? We were trying to make Walmart look better. That's, right. That was our job. To, yeah. Yeah, yeah. On social Wait, media and stuff. Did they
1: let you guys be pretty, I guess, like a free about it or? I would say sort
2: of, I don't know. Not as, you know, obviously as much as we wanted to be. But right. For you know.
1: For a corporation, yeah, I mean it's a yeah.
2: it's a huge corporation, but it was funny that like me and just a few other people were literally posting everything or creating the content that they posted for, for all of Walmart for a year or so. Yeah, that's here's, awesome. Here's a
0: question: Sure, it paid the bills. I'm mm-hmm. sure it's a great gig. You had some creative freedom.
2: Did you enjoy it? I enjoyed some aspects of it. Um, I enjoyed getting to learn things I didn't know before. I got better at like uh, studio photography, right. stop motion kind of stuff. I wouldn't have been forced to learn those otherwise, or I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't have gone out of my own to do that, you know.
0: Working on your photography skills, I'm sure helps. Although you're already a killer photographer, that's the other thing too. Is like you didn't start out as a photographer; you started out as a designer. Definitely, yeah. a designer. and that that influenced how you take photography. Which, I I love uh, your Instagram account. You have a few of them, but Ruminant Reserve is the is my favorite one. It's like a ton of geometric shapes and buildings and architecture and that i think that's definitely influenced by your graphic design wouldn't you say
2: i would say that i was by far like the eye for design and composition is like key to me or it's above everything else like i didn't really learn i took black and white photography like film photography in college but that's the only training i had as far as like how to use a camera or how to develop film which you know now that's popular again it wasn't for a while but um Just the ins and outs of camera gear and stuff. Like I never really learned how to properly do certain things, or I didn't have a nice camera for a long time. So I literally had an iPhone 3G or 3GS (laughs) or something in 2009, (laughs) and that's what I started taking photos with. Is an iPhone. Yeah. And so people are like, "Are you iPhone only?" And like 90 percent, you know, 95 percent. Do you remember
0: when hashtag iPhone only was actually a valid thing? Yeah. And I don't know if
2: it is anymore, but cause like they're basically just as good as anything else. Yeah. So it's like yeah. whatever, but
0: you're, I think that you have, um, I think what you say has more weight than a lot of people when it comes to mobile photography. And I know that you might, <laughs> I don't know if you're a little shy to talk about it or not, but you had, you were one of the first people on Instagram, mm-hmm. um, do you, do you want to talk about that for sure? I don't
2: <laughs> care.
1: Yeah. the OG. Yeah. I mean, you're you're definitely not shy on Instagram. I mean, you uh, you're you're seems like you're well known on Instagram. I mean, it's been
2: a bittersweet ride. Um, I was I don't know as far as like being one of the first people, but I definitely know I was on the like the first batch of people to kind of gain traction and you know be featured here and there and right. suggest suggested or whatever suggested. <laughs> go there i'm gonna yeah. put you know? some delay on that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh me and a few other good friends and uh, i remember when that happened like i was literally um living in dallas and overnight i woke up the next day and from about i think it's funny i think it's 2000 october 2011 is when i downloaded the app mm-hmm. i don't know when it came out but it was not much before that like maybe a month or so before that or two and then i literally went I think I had made it up to. <laughs> I think I was around like, I don't know, 8,000 by myself or something. Yeah. You yeah. know, without any. I, I could any be push wrong on from that. Instagram. Like without yeah, without any push. It, yeah. Like after a few months. Because when you were like one of the early users, like yep. you got more a lot, a lot more attention, you know, because right. like not many people were on it yet. So they're, they're like, oh, yeah, let's feature this account or whatever. And literally the mm-hmm. next day I had like 20,000 or something, or in wow. a couple of days and then like a few. Few weeks later, I had like eighty thousand or something. Well, and I mean, I know that sounds ridiculous talking about follower counts or whatever, but right. I guess what I'm saying is like they. It's it's a very bittersweet thing because they pr- projected me into this realm that I didn't know existed. Right. Sure. And so, over a few weeks or months, like all of a sudden, I had a lot of people paying attention to me yeah. that I wasn't used to, and right. I don't know if I was prepared for either. Honestly,
0: yeah. I think I think now in in 2018. I think people are more prepared for that, right? Like if yeah, that, if that happened yeah. to somebody like listening, for example, I'm sure it would still be like a shock, but they wouldn't know kind of what to do. That's sure. like a career yeah. now. Back then people didn't make money off no. of Instagram.
2: I remember being on that for several months. I don't know how long they left me on that featured thing or whatever suggested page or whenever you sign up, it's like here's 100 people you should follow and yep. it would rotate out or whatever. Right. But I think it was several months it took me all the way up to like 150 something thousand. And then the rest of it was like just organically grown from there, working with people, being featured on other sites and things like that up to about 250 or something, 250,000. I don't know if I ever got an email that told me I was on it. I know they did that later on. Like, Hey, we're featuring you, whatever, like be prepared for a lot of followers. I remember getting an email from them saying to not do any kind of work or sponsor anything that could be like, a brand or marketed in a certain way. Really? really. I remember and sp- I probably took a screenshot of it at some point. Yeah. Which is so opposite of now because they want you to do that so that. Yeah. Well, they, okay, I'll get into this later. They kind of want you to do that now, but they still want you to pay for it because I feel like they throttle that too. Yeah. That's another story we can get into, but yeah,
0: it's, I mean, it's owned by Facebook now. That wasn't, yeah. sure. that wasn't the case
2: then. then. Yeah. But I very specifically remember getting an email that was like, don't, post anything that looks like you're selling a product yeah. or like an ad
0: which is like you said that's all it is now yeah. and they even that's have all ad- they is. even yeah. have advertisements built into the feed and
2: you can decide which post to boost if you want to like get more attention yeah. but you have to pay for it now do yeah. they, totally they
1: not want you to just because they wanted it to be more of like a photography social media driven i don't know sort of thing it, i just
2: remember it like and i feel like i probably violated those rules at some point because yeah. i was getting a lot of free gear and people right. were like here post a picture of this and yeah it was before you could tag a business partner.
0: Do you remember your first gig through Instagram?
2: It was probably, probably the first big one was like Ford, maybe, wow. Motor Company, yeah. or yeah. Land Rover. What'd you do? Um, well, I shot for Ford back in 2013 um, for like their one of their Mustang reveals or something. Yeah. And then Land Rover was like the next year, maybe it was just like a Discovery Sport that was coming out, mm-hmm. kind of. You know, showcasing that car, yep. they hired me to drive it around a specific area and like tell a story and document everything. Then I worked with a good friend of mine out in the desert in California with Mercedes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I can't remember the first one, but those were some of the bigger first ones I got. I guess right. like a few yeah. years ago. Yeah,
0: that's so crazy where we're at now compared yeah. to back then, and it it hasn't been that long when you think about it.
2: it. Yeah.
1: Even the iPhone has only been around how long? I don't know. That I mean, I less think than I, ten years or something. Like, yeah, I think crazy. I got my first iphone in maybe like 2009 or so yeah, i think yeah. it came out like 08 or something but yeah
0: could be wrong that's so crazy i mean i remember instagram i don't think it was ever like you had to take a picture right then i think you could upload from your camera roll right actually
2: the first probably almost year you had to post it instantly wow really see yeah. i
0: didn't even i got into it late then yeah
2: maybe not a year but i know for a long time you, yeah. do, you do you ever miss that that's what made it insta, yeah. yeah. Honestly, I mean, like, that's like the Instagram. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And honestly, when they first came out with the the upload feature, I was kind of like, well, that's against. That's kind of that kind of yeah. takes away from it. Yeah, I yeah. do. It does. And then when they uh, when they uh, introduced the video feature, I was just like, yeah. well, this is gonna become like another YouTube,
1: basically. Yeah. You know?
0: yeah, And now they have stories on there. And yeah, uh, just, yeah just to match Snapchat. Killed Snapchat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Rihanna killed Snap Snapchat if we're being honest. Yeah. But.
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: I don't know. It's it's definitely I could go into a lot more um you know, I don't want to get cynical, but I could go into a lot more like I don't think we were ever prepared for any of this. Yeah, no, Um, for sure. We definitely weren't.
0: I don't think we know what to do
2: with it. No, this isn't something
0: (laughs) this isn't something that like hunters and gatherers or anything like had had to like you know worry about i guess yeah. I, and i say worry like i'm cynical too you know i had an instagram i deleted it whatever i got sick of it and for me personally it got in the way of photography cuz i like to take pictures too yeah. and when i was thinking about like how many likes this is going to get or yeah. whatever
2: that still is is still a thing for me and like, yeah, and i and i mean i put it aside i do i try my best right.
0: to do you feel like that's part of the reason you have multiple accounts do you think it mitigates that too? Well,
2: <laughs> It used to be a lot harder to switch between accounts because they only introduced that in the last, what, year or two or so, yeah, like yeah, to where yeah. you could just like switch between them. But before right. that, I would ha- literally have to log out of one to go the other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I started Ruminant probably two years ago, maybe, yeah. um, just as an outlet for... Yeah, it definitely influenced it. Um, I wouldn't say it was the, like, the only reason, but it was definitely like I noticed um, that people... Didn't I would post photos kind of like those ruminant shots that I prefer mm-hmm. actually the the little in between moments the little observational things that most people overlook mundane kind of stuff that's right. like actually my favorite f- style of photography like Stephen Shore Eggleston stuff like that yeah mm-hmm. huge fan of that kind of stuff uh, what they call it new topographer or like very documentary journalistic kind of approach right. to life like you're just documenting life as you go like there it is you didn't set up a shot you didn't over edit it you didn't uh, you didn't yeah you didn't compose or arrange anything right. hardly at all it was just like this is how you saw it just, just very take a photo raw snapshot role. kind of thing yeah i and, think uh,
0: i think instagram like it definitely affected photography as a whole i don't think that that's a bold statement yeah. at all it definitely affected photography i know that there's a lot of purists out there mm-hmm. that are upset, like everybody's a photographer now, or at least they think so. But that's not true. You need to develop your own film to be called a photographer, and yeah. all that junk. But
2: I've never, con- I've never yeah. called myself a photographer. Yeah, I say I'm a designer right. that takes photos sometimes.
0: And yet, yeah. you get gigs, you pay the bills through photos. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's, I don't. I'm definitely not a purist. I would call you a photographer, yeah. but tomatoes, tomatoes. I guess. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, Instagram seems. And I mean, a lot of people would disagree with me about this, but you know, like my, my sister, for instance, you know, she does Instagram as mm-hmm. sort of like a, a business for, her. I mean, she, you know, she makes money off Instagram sometimes. And she has mentioned to me that in the, you know, here in the last probably year, year and a half, maybe two years that it has gotten harder to get followers because now Instagram does not. You know, if you take a photo, it doesn't show up on everyone else's feed. It shows up on basically the people that look at you the most.
3: <laughs> Let's talk the about, algorithm. So Let's talk about kinda, the algorithm, yeah. Brenton. But,
1: but the algorithm to me, though, it kind of it it makes it where you don't just get blasted by businesses twenty four seven.
0: So here, so let me say, it's catered, let me it's say catered what I know to
2: Facebook to make money. Yeah. So let yeah. me say
0: what I know about the algorithm, and then you can you can jump in, okay. you can say what you've noticed because I've been off the game for a mm-hmm. while. Mm-hmm. So. Basically, Facebook bought Instagram. It's right. a lot like Facebook now. Mm-hmm. And the algorithm basically makes it so that the people who get less likes or less views, they're at the top of your feed yep. so that they'll keep coming back. Yeah. Because people who get less views or less likes right. or comments or whatever. Or whatever, they, whatever yeah. yeah, so yeah. they're like, man, I'm not very good and they'll go away.
2: It, it caters to new new accounts. Sure. And okay. on that. paper,
0: that sounds fine, Right equal opportunity or whatever yeah but it isn't no not at all yeah so that makes
1: sense i mean i I didn't even i did not know that was part of the algorithm i
0: mean and it's different too i mean people announce engagements people announce um a ton of stuff on instagram especially if you don't have a facebook like i do i would
2: is it not I i mean somebody correct me if i'm wrong but i would say it's still maybe after facebook which it's still part of i guess the most used social media like Oh, for Entity, sure. I, I would guess. say
0: so. If you don't count YouTube. I don't know about yeah. YouTube, though.
2: Yeah, I don't know. But Anybody
0: here have a Google Plus? Uh, <laughs>
2: Hello. <laughs> uh, yeah, I
0: don't
1: think I did. Do anyway. You
0: guys remember when Google Plus was invite only and yeah. everybody wanted yeah. to get in on it? I was talking yeah. about Elo
1: because it's the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. What's that new one that, that took off? Like, uh, Vero. 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 That, that lasted about that a week or two. Yeah. That one. Man. That all was right. a you can't get better you can't
1: get better than Vine, so I don't know. Dude, okay, so we were all
0: we're talking, there <laughs> you know, we were talking yesterday about how we miss Vine. Why can't we bring it back?
1: Attention, can we please
2: have at least a version of Instagram where you can do stories but you can literally like record when you just push the button, just like Vine and edit on the fly yes and you don't have to edit it later or decide yeah. what order it goes in
0: yeah like i Why? have i have adobe premiere on my computer most people have like windows movie maker or imovie yeah if we want to edit we can do it on our computers like i want something instant like there's a certain right. element of that that's i mean you remember doing like stop motion stuff on vine i that make was people float fun.
2: i remember f- making people float around yeah with Vine, because you can like just the, tap. The, when yeah. they're in the air, they jump and jump and you're jump like and the, jump and jump.
0: You're like the clown from It, making people flow yeah. <laughs>
2: Basically, yeah.
0: I miss it, dude. I really do. Back to Instagram, though. I have I have a <laughs> love hate relationship with it. Whereas with Vine, it was very much like I I love Vine. Mm-hmm. I there was was Vine about, owned by Twitter. Uh, I think it, eventually it was, okay. or they merged or something. The only thing I didn't like about Vine was like Logan Paul and Jake Paul, but what, <laughs> that doesn't count. They're not. <laughs> They don't own it or whatever. Instagram, I have a love-hate relationship with. And, you know, I hate the algorithm. I hate what it did to me personally. I mean, I can't speak for anybody else, how it made me think of likes or whatever. And somebody listening is probably like, it didn't make you do anything. You're just weak. Right. Whatever. Come on the podcast and talk to me about it in person. <laughs> but um, I also have a love relationship with it. I met some of my best friends through it. I right. met Brenton yeah. for the most part, you know. Yeah. Um, I met a lot of people.
3: All it's, gi- it's given us from yeah it. yeah
0: it's crazy a lot of the times when my my buddy chris and i mm-hmm. um whenever we would travel we would hit people up on instagram yeah you know there's been times when you know i got recognized through it and like made a friend right then and there mm-hmm. yeah um and it's not like i have the easiest time talking to strangers like people i don't know and people that was, have
2: stopped us in airports because yeah. they recognize jamie yeah and they're like wait i've seen pictures of you yeah. Somewhere. you look so familiar
0: and that's not to get like big yeah. headed or it's, cocky or anything it's it's i guess it's a privileged i, I think that's the right word you know mm-hmm. and i'm like so thankful for the people i met some of the most fun times in my life it's super cheesy and i'm gonna say it but it's those insta meets dude
2: yeah let's go back to those let's you know go back
0: about? it's like kind of cringy a little bit how many the... do we have three i think three or four, I three think. Or four yeah. it's kind of cringy to, to think about it now but in that in that season you know
2: I still have some of the gear somewhere. I was looking for the little... I have... Yeah. Anyway, go yeah,
0: <laughs> In that season when it was like still taking off, people were getting suggested. Algorithm, I don't think, was like really even in place. No, it wasn't. That was just a fun season, man. I, yeah. I really miss it. You know, I was a lot younger and sure, whatever, but...
2: Not talking about just the bad things, but to add to that, like, I feel like it pushed people to be more uh, more community-driven Based on yeah your your gifts and stuff because they people would recognize what they're good at and they would want to meet people because they're good at that or they would be like well this guy's really good at portraits or this guy's really good at landscaping like people yeah. would meet those people and be like hey show me some of these places around this town if they were visiting they'd be like where's some cool places to go that I've seen it on your feed yeah it just it like cultivated a community in every area
0: yeah our friend joe i don't know if you listened to that episode he was our first guest i mean he met his wife through instagram yeah i know other people who have done that too and that's insane to think about but it's so cool at the same time
2: it it does sound cheesy talking about it in real life but it really did it changed photography it really good and bad yeah yeah and it changed like how we interact with people through social media for sure absolutely
0: yeah i mean I have a lot of cool memories with Brenton just like running around and shooting. He he mentioned earlier he worked at Verizon. I remember on my lunch breaks and on his lunch breaks, we, I would go and pick him up and we'd, we'd go hang out at the railroads or whatever and take <laughs> pictures.
2: Hiding under the bridge and waiting for trains to go by or finding a cool wall or something. just
0: to... Oh man, it kind of got dangerous a couple of times. I yeah. think. Don't you have a story about one time they contacted you, they called you?
2: Was that you or Noah? It, either way, I, I know we did it. I thought you were playing a trick on me. mm Because, okay, anyway, yes. I don't know what year it was. Probably 2013 or something-ish. I took a photo in a train tunnel, and it was owned by some, I don't know, Pacific Railway or something. Yeah. It was in Arkansas, but it was owned by, like, some, I don't like know. Like, Union Pacific Union Pacific, yeah. that's what it was. And I... I took a photo of Noah. I took one of Danny, too, in a different area in Little Rock, but I, I know I took one specifically of Noah uh, in front of the tunnel. Not in the tunnel, just, like, mm. barely in the front corridor of the right. like entrance. like the, the mouth of it. Yeah, or whatever, the yeah. threshold, you know. And I, I don't know how long it had been. Several weeks had passed, but I got a phone call from, like, Colorado, and I was like, well, I know a few people in Colorado. What's up? You know, <laughs> answer And it's like, this is Union Pacific Railway, and uh, we noticed that you had a photo inside of a tunnel that is prohibited to enter, uh, (laughs) unless it's a a train. I was like, I'm sorry, is this a joke? Like, I literally thought it was a joke, and they are like, no. Uh, And I said, well, we weren't actually, like, really in it. He's like, in the photo, it looks like you're inside of it, and that's dangerous. And we're like, yeah, I understand, but, like, we weren't really in it. It just kind of looks like that, because I was far away from the, you know, the focal length and whatnot. And... (laughs) And I was like, how did you find me? Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, it's not hard to find you if you type in your name on Instagram. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Or on Google, I think he even said. Yeah. So. That's so crazy. That is crazy.
0: And that's the story of how Brenton went to jail. Actually, are we going to go here? I've
2: been arrested before, but it was not have for you? that. Wait, for have one. you really? Yeah. Are we really going to this? We can. Yeah. It's <laughs> your episode, <laughs> why? man. Okay, why, we why were you at Well, I, don't, I want to talk about more important things, but if we're going there, I guess I'll go there. This seems like a good one. Are you serious? Yes. Okay. So do you, man. <laughs> Flashback, 1999, Meridian, <laughs> Mississippi, Meridian High School. Right after Columbine, I'm the oldest of my siblings, and I used to take them to school, drop them off at the middle school, and I'm at high school. Yeah. My brother bought a BB gun, left it in the back seat of my car. It looked like a rifle. Yeah. I go pick up my brother at the middle school after school one day, and I pick it up, and I'm looking at it, just kind of looking at it, like, right. like you know, just not aiming at anyone yeah. or anything just kind of looking at it i even looked down the scope because i'm like this looks like a real rifle like it's kinda at, crazy. Yeah, at school in the parking lot while i'm waiting for him to get out of school oh man right after Columbine what a literally oh, like like i gosh. think i'm gonna quit saying literally two months after Columbine or something like that and the safety patrol person comes over and is like give me the gun
0: oh my gosh you're like what and i said uh <laughs>
2: it's a bb gun he's like This is a zero-tolerance, no-gun area. Wow. (laughs) I said, it's a BB gun, and it doesn't have anything (laughs) in it. My brother bought it yesterday and left it in my car, and I didn't even know it was in there. And I was picking it up, trying to figure out where it came from. Yeah. Well, it looks like you were aiming it at kid's to me.
0: Oh, my gosh.
2: Give me the gun. I'm And your name and number and everything. (laughs) And I'm just like, okay. And so I drive off. I think it was the next day or maybe a day later. I think it was the next day. Yeah. I'm in AP biology, 11th grade. And I hear walkie talkies in the hall <laughs> oh,
3: <laughs> and they, my come, God. they come
2: to the school and it's AP class. So it's like all these like, you know, smart, nicer yeah. people. It's not just like a normal little class. Over right. Here. And they're like, uh, and there's a like, Brent little, please come here. Okay. <laughs> and they handcuff me in the doorway, in the hall and throw me into a police car right when third lunch bell rung. Oh my, oh, my God. So everyone comes out and sees me being thrown into a police car and they're what is happening he's the good kid he doesn't do drugs he doesn't even drink nothing what what's wrong what's <laughs> happening here
1: i bet your street cred went up a lot maybe <laughs> i so i
2: i then they take me to the police station i get handcuffed to a table for like an hour or two and interrogated and i'm just like it's not mine it's not a real gun what's the problem here i had to go to an alternative school for the rest of the year are oh you serious god. over a BB gun? Yes. We tried to We tried to fight it in court and lost against the school board. Well, you never win against school Yeah, boys, I know. How ever. have
0: I never heard the story? We've known each other for years.
2: That's what podcasts are for, my friend.
0: Oh, my gosh. This is awesome. I mean, so it that sucks that that crazy. happened to you. I was but,
2: 17, but I've been arrested. Yeah. Oh, my That's god! And thrown in jail for a few hours. So.
0: That is so crazy. Imagine if that happened now. Mm-hmm. I think it would be a lot worse. I mean, oh, yeah, I'm not sure. going to say it was, it's like a worse political climate, but well, I definitely mean, with more, all the school shootings and shootings stuff, for yeah, sure. right um, now they would probably oh, make an example out of you. Yeah, oh, for, sure. for sure. Without getting into like,
2: I feel like that's the like kind of what they were doing there almost. Yeah. But, yeah. Without getting into gun know. control
0: or anything, uh, not on this episode, at least like, Combine's not even in the top 10 anymore. Isn't that crazy? That's pretty
2: weak for back then. I mean, it's big. It was huge back then, but now, yeah.
0: Yeah, like yeah is that, that insane to think about? That's um, so crazy.
1: Combine was probably sort of the start of it all, but now, yeah, I mean, I would say, like, especially after, like, that Vegas shooting. Yeah, I mean, it's not even like. A lot. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. Here's something that's totally, completely off subject, but. I'm gearing it in that direction as a host. <laughs> uh have you always played music? Did you grow up playing music? Did your parents teach you or, or what?
2: Uh yeah, my dad is a great drummer actually. Um, taught me art you know, it some people have it naturally, some people don't. Yeah and, or can be taught. I feel like my dad noticed pretty early on that I was had natural rhythm and mm-hmm. learned from like listening to <laughs> Def Leppard and <laughs> motley crew and van halen and stuff like that and that's all we listened it, to back in the day and so yeah um he just noticed that i was like you know could play those beats just yeah. either with my mouth or like tapping it out or something so yeah. he bought me a little drum kit when i was about four years old and um yeah i mean and then we finally got a real one when I was about eight i think or something but yeah he definitely taught me and got me into that um my mom has always been pretty, you know artistic she wasn't necessarily a musician but definitely like on the artistic drawing and creative yep. side of things and yeah so the mixture of the two i just kind of naturally had it i guess i took piano lessons for about three or four years somewhere in between there and then picked up a guitar with some really good friends probably uh, like 12 years old or so and started playing around yeah i had some really good friends that were had a lot of a lot of musician uh influence on me and like their parents and stuff and we'd go home from school rush home from school and yeah go jam and like the recording studios at PV Electronics and <laughs> Mississippi's. Yeah. yeah.
0: Here's something I've noticed about you, man. And this is just me, like, whatever. As a friend, I really admire you. Part of part of it is that you're you're kind of an anomaly, man. Yeah. I'm just saying that a lot of creative people, and this is kind of diving into psychology a little bit. A lot of creative people have trouble monetizing their art. You know, they're good at making money mm-hmm. for somebody else. And I feel like you have made money for yourself with music. You've made money for yourself with photography, with design. Um, even the stuff that I've heard like this weekend, uh, Brenton's, you know, you're, you're like getting into recording other artists now. Mm-hmm. You're like producing and engineering. And I'm sure if it's fine with you, we'll end the podcast like with one of those songs. Yeah. Uh, but it's, I don't know if you if you have anything to say about that because a lot of creative people... Who I'm sure will be listening, they have trouble monetizing that.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't even know where to start with that. Honestly, I probably could do better. Um, I'm not I have a lot of things that's that's actually one of the things I've talked to you about uh with a few other creative friends that are probably a little bit more business minded than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, is that they always told me that I couldn't be good at a lot of things. That I need to like focus on one of those things and yeah and push that further and because that's what people say when they go to my website they're like well he does a lot of different things i don't really know what to do with this they're almost overwhelmed yeah when they get there they're like well he's really good design i probably can't afford him yeah or he's great photography he's like over the top epic like i can't even there's no way i could afford this guy or something i don't consider music as more of a hobby now i mean it was a it was a lifestyle for a while where i was on the road and playing shows and whatnot but like now it's just for fun and I mean, I mean, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm yeah. enjoying like learning the production side of it and things like that. But yeah,
0: sure. I um, uh, so you do some solo music now as as Cloud Factory, right? Last we'll, few years, yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll touch on that here in a second. I want to talk about you being kind of a session drummer and playing for playing for people. Um, in that sense, I mean, that paid the bills, right? That's the dream for, for a, a lot while. Of musicians,
2: yeah, that was definitely what I did for a long time. Um, before I was, I mean, even when I was married too, but. It's definitely slowed down since being married and having a kid, and then having another kid. Yeah, the lifestyle on the road is really not. It doesn't cater towards family, right? So much, but yeah, um, that's what I did for a while, uh, in and out of Nashville and Dallas and stuff. Uh, different bands uh, before Gazer, even I was in a couple other bands uh, that were really in that in that Nashville circuit, you know, doing the yep. Christian music thing for a long time. But um, yeah, I mean, if you can find the right. Uh, if you know the right people kind of thing and you, you you strike the right chord, I mean, you you can definitely make a living doing that too, but it's the music industry is a lot harder than design. Yeah. Or photography. I feel like, um,
0: I don't, I don't get the sense that graphic design is as much about who, you know, as much as music is, but maybe I'm completely wrong.
2: No, I would say design is, and it's weird because I consider myself like just a kind of a classic designer, not really like a, I'm not, like, a web designer, even though I do some here right. and there. Um, I got my start in print design, screen printing. Did that for a long time. Just normal job at some sign shop mm-hmm. or, you know, sweat shop or something. That wasn't yeah. a sweat shop. T-shirt shop. <laughs> I was sweating a lot, though. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Mississippi's pretty hot. And I got my start in that. Uh, also, the whole design thing was kind of a fallback for me because – I knew that music. I mean, I majored in design, went to art school for two or three years. Um, I knew that. I just felt like that would have more of a, a longevity than. You know, I mean, you just hear me so so many stories about music not working out. I guess so. Like in the back of my head, it was like a safe fail. Like a, yeah, yeah. I would say that that's the
0: big difference between you and a lot of people is like, they're all in, and then when it doesn't work out, because nothing. Nothing is ever for sure, right? Without getting super philosophical or anything. A lot of people don't have a plan B or a lot of people don't choose to develop another skill. Um, I think that I would say that that probably helped you monetize some things. You know, when music didn't uh, work out at some point, I'm sure you wanted to design and vice versa.
2: Yeah, we had all the right ingredients. Uh, Two of the bands I was in like had um, like an indie label, manager, uh, you know, a couple of albums recorded here and there. Mm Mm-hmm or at least like started uh investors and yeah you know people promoting management uh whatever i sorry i said that but we had all the right ingredients and for whatever reason it just never worked out yeah Yeah. and i don't know so (laughs) i i always knew that i had i I finished it's funny before i hit the road touring with the band i was in before gazer i went back home and finished school just so i'd have a degree i mean and i know degrees not everything especially nowadays you can you can get a job doing anything just based on your experience and oh, yeah. talent. You don't have to have a degree necessarily. I mean, it helps, I guess, sort of. Maybe it makes helps you make a little bit more money here and there. I don't have some great degree or anything. I just have an associate's degree. Yeah, it should only take t- taken two years, but I went to school for three or four. You know, right. just dropped out, went back, dropped out, went back, kind yep. of thing. But um, design has always been kind of the fall back and just in case and definitely pays the bills now more than anything
1: well and the thing about like touching back with the whole sort of like talking about how music is more of who you know you know i mean obviously that's not the case all the time i mean you do have some just kind of out you know way out of left field you know music artists that come out and they do really well but for the most part i mean let's be honest it is about who you know I mean, there are some artists out there that literally cannot sing worth a jack, but they have <laughs> audio, like awesome audio engineers and they make them sound awesome. You know, I mean, I dabbled a little bit in graphic design. You can't, you can't really teach good design. It's more, you can, but it's a lot of, you kind of have to have like natural raw. I would almost say it's it. that
2: way for, for everything. So, well, I'm not trying to contradict you, but I would right, say right, that. Right, no, Good even even musicians can be taught how to play something but absolutely like if you have a natural gift for design or music or photography that's just the three things i know the most but Mm -hmm. i mean not trying not trying to sound pretentious but like people will pay me just because of my eye for a certain style of photography more than like how good are you with this lighting rig or this yeah no camera. That's, that's what i'm they're saying they're like now. we want your eye on this because yeah. we like how you see things yeah, yeah you know? that's what i'm you saying you can't teach now. somebody that i mean you can but if it's natural then it's just easy you, you know? can but you can't it's kind sort of like
1: yeah. i mean like for instance music okay you ever heard of, you ever listen to cardi b okay girl, that girl is terrible i mean literally i mean just horrible but she probably knew someone and got massively big you know, I mean, but it's we're
0: never gonna get Cardi B on the podcast now, dude. Exactly.
1: That's yeah. why I'm not worried about it. I don't want wow. her on. But it's like you Cardi know, B, if you're <laughs> listening, I'll start a podcast with you. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> but I mean, like design though, you're talking about like someone will pay you to just have your eye on it. You can't. You can technically you can teach someone to have a good eye, yeah. but here's the know, thing: gr- graphic design. You don't need a degree. Here's the thing. Let you me, know, th- I mean, let me throw don't. a
0: cog in this, and and let's see what you guys think about sure. this. Malcolm Gladwell, for example, I don't know if you guys have read his book Outliers. I listened to his podcast. I haven't read his book though. His theory is like if you put ten thousand hours into something, you can call yourself a master of the craft. Whatever it is, cooking, music, design. And yet people and this is also in the book, some people are born like with just a natural talent. They already have that
2: ten thousand hours like built in. Basically, Basically.
0: Yeah. That's you know, I, you and I, I mean, we all know somebody yeah. like that mm-hmm. in our life who oh, is yeah, sure. just like a genius at at this one thing. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: absolutely. So. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree with that. But same time though, I I know people that have put ten thousand hours at something and still never been good at it, and it's <laughs> and maybe I, everybody's I, lying to me and I'm just like living this fake life. Or something. No, I mean, <laughs> it it to me basically where I'm getting at is it is very obvious that you have a natural ability because I mean you already said design is kind of your your fallback. Mm-hmm. Usually, to me, your fallback is kind of what you're naturally good at. Who was That's us talking to? And they,
2: I don't know where they got this from. It was like a TED Talk or something, but they were like, I don't know if you can cut this out, but uh, it was I'm just talking. He was like, there's like three columns of learned experience or something. Mm-hmm. It's like you're trying to get from one column one to column three without having to spend too much time in column two, and column two is learning how yeah. to do it.
0: Yeah, learning's the hardest part of anything yeah. because it hurts like and i'm not trying to be over dramatic but you All have right. to be bad at something to be good at it you know yeah i know that sounds super simple and silly but that no, makes sense you know half the time it's just like about putting yourself out there a lot of people don't want to do that first painful part yeah but like I mean, me today like i didn't want to learn to drive a stick with you guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah chester
1: shout out chester. yeah but i mean like you know I've, you know, I've had a job interview before and they looked at my resume and they're like, you know, it really seems like sales has kind of always been your fallback. You've always tried everything and you've just gone back to sales. It's like, yeah, that's what I'm naturally good at. Yeah. But it, but it's kind of like everything. No one wants to do what they already have. I mean, kind of like people with curly hair, they want straight hair. People with straight hair want curly
0: I hair.
2: I always mean, say you like, like what you like. Yeah, exactly. Cause exactly. I've always said that.
0: That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, going back to design, you design your own covers. You design my album cover when yeah. I put out an EP.
2: Looking at it right now. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> and hopefully you'll design my next one too. Absolutely. This is me asking you publicly.
2: <laughs> no, no. I love. I I got a. I can't say I started in that, but I would say definitely one of my. Not. I guess you could say strong point. Or definitely one of my passions in design is like book covers, album covers, branding for you know, into, you know brands or companies or people yeah. or I did a lo- I do a lot of album covers and just for fun, I do like a monthly mix every month. I've been doing it for 5 years and yeah. I just it makes me design an album cover just mm-hmm. for fun like every once a month just yeah. for fun. Those are the best mixes. Nobody else even cares, but I'm doing it. They have yeah. the
0: best they have the best names too. Like <laughs> i don't know what the latest one. i think was really hard about him yeah <laughs> trust me i don't know if you've put one out for this month already but we'll put a link in the bio to it uh lincoln bio uh, lincoln yeah. swipe, uh, swipe up <laughs> you design uh your own covers for cloud factory right let's talk about that sure so where do, where did the name come from first of all <clears> because that's a pretty cool name i
2: actually was going to talk about cloud factory earlier when you were talking about when we segued but um cloud factory was birthed out of <laughs> to be honest frustrations with the band that i was in at the time yeah um because i was not one of the key songwriters yeah and i'll never be like a acclaimed vocalist or anything like that and i don't i'm not saying i try to be you know like i sing on these albums and i know that's definitely the weakest link in in the mix and nobody has to tell me that i know that um I'm not a, I'm not a, like, I don't have a great natural voice. Like, I can try really hard and take 30 takes until I get it happy, you know, I'm happy with it. But that's the, (laughs) that's the hardest part for me is vocals for sure. But it sounds Uh, good though. Yeah.
0: And here's a little trade secret for you guys listening, a little Easter egg. (laughs) Brenton's told me before he records a lot of the vocals in his car and they sound (laughs) good, man.
2: I will say that's the best, so far, that's the best isolation booth that I've found is tracking with a little mixer on a laptop in my car because it's completely dry no i mean it's just yeah i don't know i I don't always do that now that i have a a little bit more of a room here yeah but i don't like singing in front of anyone so you probably won't hear any live shows from cloud factory (laughs) ever
0: um i was gonna ask (laughs) the cloud factory did cloud factory come from vaping
2: (laughs) um sorry i no, I didn't know we were going to talk about vaping. I do, clouds. I do that occasionally. But um, no, Jamie, we were driving when we, I, th- I don't even know if we were married yet. Um, this will tell you how old we are, but we, this, we're coming up on our 12th anniversary. 12 years. Represent. Man. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, I think we were driving somewhere and she was like, oh, look, a cloud factory. And I was like, hey, that's a cool name. And it was just like a nuclear plant. <laughs> or something, and I was like, "That's a cool name, though." So yeah. it stuck, and that's where it came from. But yeah, the the songwriting and the the outlet for this was birthed out of. Not that I'm bitter towards anyone, any, yeah, and sure. not, and I wasn't really even then bitter. It was just like, well, I'm going to show you guys what I got. Yeah, right. kind of like I'll.
0: Hey l- man, drummers can write too. Yeah, I know.
2: Well, I just felt like. I don't know. Yeah, I'm a drummer, and I'll come with the drum parts, obviously. But that was kind of my role in that band. Yeah, all I was right. the drummer. I wasn't the songwriter, or the guitarist, or the bassist. But I could play all those parts, and I had ideas. Right. So I just wanted to take them and make my own thing
1: out of it. Yeah. Was it you more or less just didn't feel like they were taking you seriously as a artist? They just
2: didn't well not necessarily maybe somewhat but I feel like they just didn't fit the vibe of that band at the time I as you. much because yeah. I wrote like a lot happier stuff yeah or real f- it's not even happy it's just that m- the the
1: chords I lean towards were more like floaty and kind of airy and yeah open yeah. can yeah. I ask you a, a question and I mean this in the nicest way possible and I don't mean to offend you but how do you st- and I'm not saying this to like be like rude by any means how do you stay so humble is my question. Like, you, like, you're seriously, like, I, I met you today and I was like, this dude is literally good at everything. Like,
0: I don't know about that. No, like, seriously. You like, did beat him at arm wrestling. Well, <laughs> other than arm wrestling, but, hit, one but arm, he did get
1: injured. He only beat me with one arm. And then we tied the, with the left arm, but. <laughs> Give me some credit. i was fine. I did beat him I'm with my broken. I'm being unhumble, right? Hey it's unhumble, not humble, whatever, go ahead. I did beat him with my broken hand. I am just going to say that. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, cool. look at him. He's bigger than me. <laughs> but <laughs> no. But seriously, I mean, like you're, you, you know, you, you obviously do well at design. Whether you want to claim it or not, you're a good singer. You do well with music. I mean, photography. It's you, you seriously, and you. But you're always like when you showed us your vocals, you're like walked away, and I could tell you were just cringing. You're like, I don't even want to show them because I think I'm terrible. I'm like, this dude is good. Like I don't understand why. I mean, like, I'm like, mean. how does this guy stay so? Because hum- I meet, you know, I meet so many people that have, you know, they're what's called creatives and they, you know, they, they do well in like the, you know, in different businesses and they're not very humble though. Yeah. And they, they, they know they're good at what they do. Sure. But who, me? No, no. But, <laughs> but it's just like, you know, they, uh, they, they. Claim they don't know they're good, but I mean, it's very, the kind of even the way they act, like they know they're good. But you're just seriously, I mean, if I saw you on the side, you know, just walking down the road, I'd be like, yeah, hey, it's just a normal dude. You know, I mean, and if I talk to you, it'd be like, "Hey, it's just a normal guy. And then come to find out you are good at all these things. I don't know.
2: I guess I would not want to talk to myself if I knew I wasn't like I am, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. I, would, I mean. I wouldn't want to be around myself. And honestly, yeah, that makes me. Feel weird even thinking about it. Not, I'm not offended or anything. But I mean, it's yeah. like, thank you, first of all. But yeah, bro. No um, I don't consider myself very humble. I mean, but I, I don't know. I feel pretty selfish most of the time because <laughs> I've got so many things I just want to do. Like yeah. I want to yeah. go and do and create, and I don't have enough time. No. Yeah. So
1: don't have enough time to gloat. I guess is kind of the. I just, yeah. I don't. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I, I maybe you just don't know me very well yet. <laughs>
0: Well, as somebody who does know him really well, I'd also like that he's a good dad. He's a good husband. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, I don't mean I'm putting them aside. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe she would. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I'm talking about like. like, I just got to say, everybody listening, you can just gush with me here for a second. I'm so stoked that you guys are getting along.
1: (laughs) Oh, no, dude. He's like super (laughs) cool. Yeah.
0: One of the coolest things is when you introduce one friend to another. And I've known, you know, the both of you guys are some of my best friends, but you guys hadn't met. And so, I don't know. I'm really excited about it.
1: All right. Can we both agree on something? And we we don't have to agree on something, but I swear this is the truth. Okay. So, would you think that Danny is, like, serious? Like, because I always tell people this. I'm like, Danny is going to be always your biggest fan. Like, (laughs) it doesn't matter, like, what you're doing. Danny is going to think you're, like, the greatest and the greatest at whatever. I could seriously be a chess player and be like, Dude, J O is the greatest chess player I've ever met my Ma- entire life. Okay.
2: So yes and going back to not yes but, but yes and uh going back to what you said before yeah. that, maybe it's my fault for sending him and all my good friends all my stuff and they're like, You're the best, you're the best <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm good. <laughs> no because i've (laughs) sense of like what is it called imposter syndrome i
1: I have done stuff that i was like semi-proud of and sent it to my friends and they're like yeah it's not that great like so i mean it's
0: you're telling me i mean you're the same way you're the reason jet lags on spotify right now check it out
1: yeah it's sweet jet lag
0: (laughs) it's the latest song i put oh yeah 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 yeah. it's like favorite song i love it yeah dude i'll be your Biggest fan if you're my biggest fan. Oh,
1: totally. But no, dude, I remember when you when I randomly came across jet and I was like, dude, I love this song, and then you act like you never even thought twice about this <laughs> song. I like oh, it. <laughs> I've heard it. I like it.
0: Oh yeah. Hey, let's uh let's take a quick LaCroix break real fast. We'll be right back.
1: So, uh, dude, I'm not going to lie. You have one of my favorite cars and that you just bought here recently. It's a, uh, we said it was an 83. Is it 83 model? Yes, one year younger than yeah. me. That's right. Yeah. Toyota Tercel. Yep. Four wheel drive. Four wheel drive. The funny thing about that car is I almost bought that car at one point, and now you have it, and you let me drive it, and I could honestly probably kiss you on that beard for letting me do that. That thing Because it it was so much fun. It was so much fun.
0: That thing almost became my casket today, guys. Let's be honest. I was so scared of J.O. driving it. Why? Because you were going so fast. Honestly,
1: though, I'm not going to lie. Brenton looked a little nervous. (laughs) Were you not? It was
0: not even on the road.
1: I always... It was like Always on a gravel road. drive that thing
2: faster than it should go. Like I know it's not like a sports car or something. It's like a dune buggy. But for some reason, even my son's like, are you going like really fast? And I was like, no, 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 no. But I am. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he doesn't know.
1: How, all right. How do you think I did driving it? Could you it's tell? Not, I can, was not can, nervous. No. Can you kind of tell that I'm used to driving? Of course. Cars and doing sports of stuff. I, yeah. I mean, I've
2: arm, I, you know, I'm wrestling this guy. I know him really well now. <laughs> so I <laughs> this is before I'm wrestling. Yeah. But either way. Yeah, I was not concerned. It's yeah. such
0: a sweet car, and I mean Jo has obviously like Vince DeVolvo. That was the last episode. Both yeah. of well, well, you guys have really cool cars. I'm sitting here in a Honda CRV. <laughs> I'm wanting to sell it, maybe get an old car now too. Dude, I mean I'm old telling you, cars, it's a lot of
2: fun. Uh, yeah, like my wife thought I was crazy for getting it. I bought it from her brother, yeah. which you know he does that. He fixes up old cars and stuff. Yeah. So I knew it was, I knew it was going to be reliable. He, he, I mean he wouldn't sell it to me if it if right. it wasn't. And
1: he rebuilt a lot of it. Yeah. So. Well, here's my my thing with like old cars, especially because I'm more of like an '80s slash early '90s kind of guy with cars. Agreed. Is they remind me of? Okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but how many times have you looked at a photo or seen an old computer and you're just like, something about that just looks aesthetically pleasing? Yeah,
2: that's. And let's be honest here, yeah. or I'll be honest here. That's the only reason I bought it. Like yeah, really? Yeah, because I said it would look cool. Driving yeah. around, I'd feel kind of cool in this thing. Or kind of goofy, but kind of cool at the same time. That's why
1: I bought that Volvo. Yeah. And I've gotten more compliments on that Volvo than I've ever had since my 91 Land Cruiser. Yeah.
0: But Brenton also drives a minivan. Oh, boy.
2: <laughs> okay, is- so I, I currently have three cars, which I have no business having three cars. But <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like Steve Jobs? <laughs> no, I wear different outfits every day. But no. <laughs> No, I have... <laughs> Don't
1: speak bad about Next
0: the week on the <laughs> podcast, we're going to have the ghost of Steve Jobs here to roast Brunson.
1: <gasps> Don't speak bad about the dead. <laughs> Anyways. I have a Subaru,
2: shout out, and a minivan, Honda Odyssey, which is the only one you need to ever get because it's awesome. That's yeah. a sweet minivan. It is.
0: It has like 40 cameras in it.
2: Jamie made fun of me also for wanting to get a minivan so hard, and I was like, why?
0: They're practical? I, this thing's yeah.
2: amazing. Yeah. We I mean, it's not an SUV,
0: but it's yeah just as good or better yeah. we went to dinner last night and brenton <laughs> brenton was in the minivan he was in the back seat with me because we hadn't seen each other in a while and we're yeah. all, like just we got really excited out. we were just like vaping in the back of the <laughs> minivan <laughs> and jamie opened it up and we stepped out and just smoke everywhere uh, Dude, there's
2: gonna be so many listeners that are like vaping is really stupid and not good for you.
0: Somebody listening to this is just like
1: shaking their head, crying.
0: No, somebody listening to this is like the biggest Nike minivan vaping <laughs> cloud factory fan out there. He's just, just like freaking out. This is the perfect episode.
3: <laughs> okay, <laughs> where are I I'll find try this to,
2: man? I'll try to. I'll try to wrangle this in, corral this little thing in here. Basically, I enjoy the weird, nicer things in life. Okay. Yes. So if I can find them. I try to like get them, yeah. Know? And, and I, I'm not like a collector necessarily. I mean, I, in some ways, I guess I am of some things, but I try to find things that like bring me joy. And if it's like a little thing here and there, and that's that car was one, you know, yeah, for me. So I got a really good deal on it,
0: and yeah, you paid like almost nothing for it yeah. as far as cars go. Yeah, like, really cheap. Five hundred dollars,
1: five hundred yeah. bucks, five hundred bones. I mean, nowadays, <laughs> five hundred dollars is like pretty much nothing. I mean, and, I'm trying to sound bougie, but it's like. $500 is not going to take you very far. Yeah. To, be, to be
2: honest, I would rather drive that like than my Subaru. It's just more fun. Yeah. I don't well, know. you
0: guys were talking about how Subarus suck. I'm I mean, they're, they're
1: supposedly good cars, but... I have not had a good experience, and I know you have not either. Yours was also self-inflicted, but... Yeah, tell, we're them not about, talk tell about the, about the listeners this. about yeah, that. Let, let's talk yeah, about Jamie's this Yeah, Jamie's going to listen to this and laugh at this part right here.
2: I thought it would be okay to drive across the Buffalo National River <laughs> uh, in a low spot. During the summer, water was not high. Yeah. The river was deeper than I thought in the middle. <laughs> and part. it ruined your car. Yeah. I spent, I have spent a lot of money fixing yeah. that car. Yeah,
3: that
0: one's wow. not Subaru's fault. No. no. Yeah, but. The Japanese
2: didn't... make good cars, but I've ruined it myself. Why? Like, why would you
0: take it through a river?
2: It looked okay. Ask Noah. He got wet from it. And the water came in, like, poured in on him. Oh, the window was open?
1: Yes. Were you guys able to drive it home?
2: Yeah, we did. It you smelled did. real bad, but we did. Yeah, it smelled like dude. swamp. It did. It smelled like it smelled like
1: nasty old like stagnant <laughs> swamp water for like a month. Uh, probably. Dude, the whole Subaru thing though. I mean, <laughs> everyone taught like told me to buy a Subaru. They're like, oh, Subarus are amazing, and of course, everyone in their brother in Fayetteville drives a Subaru, and they're like, oh, they're they're great. And I was like, well. Everyone has one. They must be good If cars. you live in
2: northwest Arkansas, you better drive a super.
1: Right. Either that it's or... It's like a, Colorado or something. Either that or a vintage Toyota. Yeah. But, and it's like, you know, my whole thing is like, everyone here has a super. Pretty they, much. they must be good cars. Well, I bought one. Not a good car. It has like a little over 100,000 miles on it. I have had to work on it at least once a month. And... I don't know. I mean, I looked online, and it seems like everyone kind of has the same... Unless you buy a new Subaru yeah. that has less than 100,000 miles, it seems like everyone has kind of similar experiences. Well, here. I
0: guess we'll never get the CEO of Subaru on the podcast either. That's
1: okay with me, too. Shout out to Toyota, though. Yeah, Toyota!
0: <laughs> Let me go back to what you said a second ago. So I've never, I've never been up here in Fateville, uh, Northwest Arkansas. It's really cool. It's We're really actually beautiful. in Brentonville. Brenton. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sorry, we're in Rogers right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is a, it's really cool. It's really beautiful, but it's very, it's so granola. Yeah. Oh my God.
1: I don't know. I feel like it's granola is slash it, just straight up.
0: Is that I just mean, me? Is it just me or? Here.
1: Okay. I'll
2: try to break it down. Here we go. Bentonville is very, you know, business yuppie. People Walmart. flying in for Walmart from California, New York. So you got like a lot more money coming into Bentonville. Yeah. Rogers is kind of like the bedroom of Bentonville, but it's also growing in a lot of ways. Um, Springdale is kind of the in-between that you're just like, eh, you pass over. Yeah. But it's also the biggest possible... yeah is it bigger than Fayetteville? I'm not sure, but it's just kind of like a lot of like industrial, sure. you know, factory type stuff. Right. And then Fayetteville is definitely like college is yeah. the big thing. Yeah. So you're going to have the demographics that are a lot younger. Um, yeah. But they're all so close together... I think I read somewhere that there's more people here than anywhere else in the state. Yeah. Yeah, If you didn't,
0: if you're listening to this and for some reason you don't know, the Walmart headquarters are in Bentonville. That's why we keep bringing Walmart up. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, and I kind of agree with that. I mean, I think like Bentonville is like the tourists that come here from Walmart that are trying to kind of be that granola way. (laughs) Springdale is on point, of what you said. Rogers is on point. And Fayetteville, to me, is college kids and then older people that for some reason can't get out of college that you know kind of can't really That's shake my favorite people when i was in college well like yeah the old people like yeah hey, what are you doing here it's <laughs> like the people that can't shake like they can't shake it off they're yeah. like i gotta to finish this degree yeah yeah i got i they've already finished the degree oh yeah the degree you know they just or they don't even need it in their mind they yeah. haven't though. keeping themselves busy
2: exactly getting so out of the house yeah.
0: but yeah, I didn't even know. I mean, I knew this was up here, obviously, but I just never kind of experienced it firsthand. It it's a good place. It broadens my horizons as far as how I define Arkansas, which leads me to, to a question that I wanted to ask earlier, but I'm asking it now. Why the heck are you in Arkansas? Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> I, I wonder the same. That's kind
0: of a, a weird question, but we like to ask all our guests that, you know, and sure. you could... I, I mean, feel like I'll, you're I'll, the
1: most appropriate person to ask that question yeah, to. Here's,
0: here's the thing. <laughs> I'll say it because I know you won't. Your work is good enough for you to live in San Francisco, uh, L.A.
1: China, wherever you want, really. China, <laughs> I, mean,
0: I thought I was going to say New York. I mean, China works, too. Sure. R-
1: literally wherever you want, though.
2: I mean, <laughs> um, I've I don't know. I'm. It's hard. That's a great question because I have tried to escape the South most of my adult life um, in some. Former fashion
0: yeah.
2: Th- through the music scene tried then maybe not in the south so much but definitely tried to escape the deep south like yeah. you know Mississippi and Arkansas and all the bad stuff that comes with it not that I'm against it but I just was like I am not very much like people here right I noticed that early on and and I'm not saying that bad about people that do live here but I just noticed I was very much more driven towards you know art and design and Obviously I love hiking and exploring and traveling a lot as much as possible. Drive my wife crazy as much as possible. And uh <laughs> not purpose not on purpose, but just Yeah. So I don't know like I said, I've tried to escape it for so long and um I've I've prayed, I've had job offers. Yeah. I've almost taken jobs in Seattle or uh, Washington and New York california when i was working for walmart i was in san francisco a couple times a year working with the the walmart team out there mm-hmm. in san bruno yeah. um and i probably could have easily gotten a job out there no problem i mean i feel like i could have qualified but and i'm not going to say like the cost of living is a lot less here maybe it is in some ways um but you can live wherever you want if you you know yeah. what you're doing you could live in San Francisco and not, and people are like, oh, it's just too expensive to live there. I'm like, right. well, you don't have to live in the city. Like, I promise you, I know people that live on the other side of the bay and they're not paying any more than I, I am here. Yeah, it's the same yep. thing. You, I mean, you drive a little further, whatever. But, like, and of course, I would rather, like, geographically be somewhere like that because you have mountains, legit mountains, right. and ocean, which we're, we're about as far from the ocean as you can get unless you live in Saskatchewan or something, maybe. <laughs> right. But, as far as, like, the U.S., like, we're pretty far from the ocean either way. Um, I don't know. I, it, it's the Maybe this you'll listen to this podcast or I'll listen to this podcast in two years from now and say, ha, ha and laugh at myself. But I'm pretty content with this area. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. growing. I don't know. My, my wife's from this area. So yeah. We have a little bit of family near. Right. You know, that's helpful in a lot of ways. My, fa- my family's nowhere near here. Mom's eight and a half or nine hours. Dad's 13, 14 yeah. hours from here. Yeah. So it's not, <clears throat> I don't get to see them very often. And I thought that that would be a huge thing for me to not be able to see my family very often. I mean, yeah. it is important, but I guess the older I get, I'm like, well, as long as I can see them occasionally and travel as much as possible. I don't really care where I lay my head. Right. It's yeah. Just, I'm fine with it. I yeah. think
0: I think in the South, there are pockets, right, of um, artistic hubs. I guess is a good way to. To put it you know Asheville comes to mind yeah
3: austin austin, or, austin yeah. Yeah.
0: Nashville. nashville um and you know arkansas i've never really thought about it as a pocket and i've lived here mm-hmm. but it's growing it definitely is, yeah. especially being up here
2: this area for sure more yeah, than right. the rest of the state i mean yeah little rock has some good agencies and stuff too and a lot of a lot of cool culture now yeah more than it used to but right it's it's crazy how fast this area is growing i think yeah. um i remember I'm maybe misquoting some things but maybe it was Forbes or another one of those kind of magazines or online zines kind of right. thing or news things yeah. uh this year and last year this was rated over Seattle yeah and over some place it was like in the top 5 Fayetteville yeah. was just northwest arkansas
0: wow
3: yeah
2: yeah last it- couple of years it's been rated like quality of living job security or just
0: growing stars hollow up here Uh
1: yeah i mean like and honestly that makes me extremely excited um mostly just socially in arkansas like i mean it'll just it'll make it a lot more diverse and people more accepting but it also terrifies me that it's gonna become the next san francisco where it's just i don't know if it'll ever get that big it won't but when i say that i'm i'm talking about like Financially, like sure. just crazy, crazy expensive. No,
2: the cost of living in Bentonville is outrageous. Yeah, I mean it is already like
1: West Coast prices. Yes, already it's crazy. Yeah, like we were paying like fifteen dollars for a burrito. I mean it's just crazy. The, but.
2: there's there's little bitty loft apartments downtown that are twenty one twenty two hundred dollars a month. That's ridiculous. Yeah,
0: that's so crazy. Speaking of burritos, shouts out to Yeyos. <laughs> <laughs> Brenton took me to this my place friend Raphael. Yesterday. Yes, yeah, Brenton took me to this place yesterday. We had some mezcal, ate some burritos, and it was amazing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Best. And now we both kind of have stomach aches, but they're like the good type of Don't shout
2: egg. out that part, but yes, it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even care.
0: We did go get like chocolate cocktails yeah, we, afterwards. We've just
2: been eating whatever this whole weekend. It's yeah. like a
0: big sleepover whenever Brenton and I get together, and now Jay. Did we too. say that? Like when you
2: got in the car, you're like, hey, you know what's really cool about this? It's like a grown-up slumber party.
0: Yeah, it really is. <laughs> man well do you want to do some questions let's do it you cool with that
1: yeah yeah i heard we got some good ones
0: yeah
1: all right guys first question is from kaylee if you could see anyone in concert who would it be paul mccartney paul, paul McCartney.
0: mccartney yeah isn't he coming here in the summer
2: no it's ringo star oh yeah yeah did i answer that too fast anyway go ahead
0: no, that's a good one. I'm, I mean, you can see Paul McCartney's the thing. I thought you would it picked, like, too. Much. I thought you would have picked the Beatles or someone.
2: Like oh, well I guess I didn't think that through very much. But yeah. Considering he's the only one that matters that's still alive.
0: Wow, Ringo's his heart just like
1: <laughs> Sorry, he's dude if we he's wake, like the stepchild. If of we the wake Beatles. up in the
0: morning and Ringo died, I'm not it's your fault.
1: And here's the thing though, is Brenton probably won't care.
0: <laughs> As a drummer, you don't care about Ringo? It,
2: his part in the Beatles was essential to the sound of the Beatles. Okay. Seth, back me up. But he, the reason that the Beatles worked is because he was in the background for the most part. Yeah, He was not influencing the way they... He was instrumental in a lot of ways, but he was definitely not bringing that much to the table.
1: Do you think Ringo felt the same way about the Beatles as he did about that one band? <laughs> of being like... Man, I'm Ringo, and I really didn't get okay. to do anything. Like I <laughs>
2: said, he was essential to the sound of the Beatles and the success. But if he was, like if he was any more active and involved, it the probably, Beatles wouldn't have had room to be the Beatles. Yeah, it's the Beatles right. are mostly John and Paul, Paul and then yeah. George, like adding his, his parts in.
0: So far, we've eliminated. Sure. Cardi B, Steve Jobs, the CEO of Super, and Ringo Starr, and we're never going to get him on the podcast. (laughs) It's okay. I just just, wanted to ask Ringo. Okay.
2: When we lived in Dallas, we had the opportunity to see a lot of good bands because we lived right there. And a lot of, like, every band's played in Dallas at some point, pretty much. And we somehow missed the show where Paul McCartney came through. And, like, now, if you even want to try to get a ticket, you're going to pay thousands. Like, for a good seat, you're going to pay fifteen hundred dollars for a ticket
0: who's paul mccartney
2: anyway (laughs) well
1: if it makes you feel any better actually
2: jellyfish would be my number one
0: jellyfish
2: they only had two albums they don't exist anymore they haven't existed since 93 yeah 1993 they broke up favorite band all time everybody that knows me knows this absolute favorite band jellyfish
0: is such a cool band name
2: They're the best band that ever existed that you don't know about. They're the best (laughs) band you've never heard of. I'm going to have to look them up.
0: What if after all these years you found out it was Ringo the whole time? He's Jellyfish. He did work with them on a few things. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Okay, I have a a question from Aaron. It's kind of a weird one. I'm guessing it's an inside joke. Aaron Stearns? Yeah. He said, have you ever thrown up on top of Mount Magazine? (laughs) (laughs) That's a very specific question. It's uh, It's definitely an inside
2: joke. I assume you have. I did not.
0: What happened? He did. He really? threw up.
3: Yeah.
2: Am I Man. allowed to say this? Yeah. yeah I yeah. mean he asked the question. All right, Aaron, now. I'm gonna call you out, brother. Love you, homie. <laughs> Peace. We have we drank like a six or twelve pack of PBR and then smoked some black uh did cloves. Uh, <laughs> the cigars? The little cigars, yeah. And, yeah. and he I threw guess up? after hiking like it was just too much,
1: you know. I can imagine why. <laughs> I
0: didn't. He did. But Whoa. that's crazy. Yeah, there you go. Nice one, Aaron. I would
2: have thrown up with you. Don't worry, bro. It's fine. I'm not (laughs) trying to make you feel bad,
0: but I didn't throw up. Okay, so next question is from Seth. What's your biggest influence as a drummer? So, obviously not Ringo Starr. Nope,
2: nope, nope. I would say probably, it's probably a mix between three different drummers, if that's possible. Sure. I know that's not one. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. No rules. Um, The first drummer, probably, that I was like, all right. Actually, it's probably four, but one of them is like, eh, uh, let's just say three. Dave Grohl, number one. Yeah. Classic. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like he's the best modern rock drummer. Because like, I don't know why. He was just very instrumental to me. Yeah. Heavily influenced just because he was tasteful but didn't overplay, but at the same time was very good at like what he did. Yeah. He was just yeah. really good at, I don't know, being a rock drummer. Like, yeah. Tasteful.
0: And an amazing guitarist. Yeah, too. I like, don't know if he's an he amazing
2: just, guitarist, but he's, an, he's a he's pretty good producer. You pretty like good him? Songwriter. You like
0: him because you want to be Dave Grohl. You want to do everything like he does. Yeah, but, but he's I before mean,
2: email and in, and internet. I wrote him a letter. Really? Did your like fan mail? I don't think so.
0: Well, wow. hey Dave, if you're listening, <laughs> I was go ahead like, and respond to my boy Brent. I was
2: like a 12 year old fanboy because wow. Nirvana was my favorite yeah. band. Silverchair, Foo Fighters, yeah, you know those guys.
0: So that's your first drummer. He
2: wasn't my, he wasn't the first drummer that I was like, "All right, cool," but I mean
0: on your list of three. Was he
1: like probably your most influential? Yeah, band? and then yeah. I
2: got into the big jam band phase for a long time. I was in a very like jazz kind of jam fusion band for a while. Yeah. So Fish, the band Fish, yeah. oh, huge yeah. influence. I went I followed him around for a while on tour. So I've probably seen him four or five times. Yeah. In concert, I don't remember. So, yeah, John Fishman definitely yeah huge influence because he's incredibly talented probably one of the best out there at being very versatile at every style yeah Yeah. very just i don't know super talented guy um, at like very yeah just at a lot of different genres of music yeah Mm -hmm. and then of course like classic like john bonham yeah but mostly just the vibe the groove and then steve jordan yeah so there's four
0: you know. I'm a John Bonham fan, for sure. Yeah.
2: I mean, it. it's a lot more of how it sounded than what he actually played, probably. Yeah. It's like the vibe factor, from more than anything.
0: He, he always had like the two huge floor toms.
2: Yeah. Just the sound of it. But yeah, Steve Jordan on the groove side of things, because I'm definitely like a groove-oriented drummer. Yeah. Seth and Matt would tell you that, for sure. If
0: you don't know who John Bonham is, it's Led Zeppelin's Led Zeppelin. drummer.
2: And then Steve Jordan is played with like John Mayer Trio for a while, a bunch of other like R&B yeah, artists yeah. and stuff. Yeah.
0: My favorite drummer is Brenton. <laughs> um, I, Seth actually asked two questions and sure. you kind <clears> of <throat> led into it because um, you said something about Nirvana, but he said, which album was more influential? What's the story or nevermind? What's the story? That's uh Oasis, Oasis. right?
2: Yeah. 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 Um, mm, that's a tough one. I remember buying both of those albums more than once. At a CD store, as a teenager, physically going in, buying them, cracking up in that paper, trying really hard to get that sticker off. Yeah. yeah. Um, boy, I think for me personally, I'd have to say like Nirvana, Nevermind. Yeah. Yeah. Even though both are way up there for me. That's a
0: great record.
2: It was just very influential at my time, to- at that time. Yeah. yeah. I don't
0: know. Whatever. This isn't a question that anybody asks, but I'll ask it. Don't you miss that? Like the physical act of going to buy a record? I
2: can't afford to live in that realm all the time. But when I can, I still buy an album. Yeah, I will still go buy it from whoever sells Target or Barnes & Noble or wherever I can find an actual physical album. I'll still go buy it if it's like an artist or... Right. Yeah. I really like...
0: As as a musician, Mm -hmm. and I know you feel the same way, like there's something because we're both working on records right now, yep. there's something cohesive about a record where yeah. I think any pop artist now or anybody trying to make it in the pop industry will tell you that album format is dead. It's yeah. all about singles yeah. now. But there's something to be said about listening to a record in order.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah actually, sorry, you go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I feel like that's kind of where vinyl is starting to come back and take in place is yeah. because people people aren't going to necessarily go buy a CD because, heck, most cars and don't even have CDs anymore my newest one does but most cars don't yeah they don't so i mean people are starting to buy vinyl like you know my buddy colton that's that is his thing is he buys vinyl Mm -hmm. records yeah and you know that's i feel like that's kind of a way that he almost like shows his support for a band is buying their vinyl
2: listening to an album in Mm -hmm. sequential order is like reading Mm -hmm. a book or it should be maybe it's not always for probably not in pop albums like it's not intended to be yeah ingested yeah. that way but for me when it's a band i really like and i know that they spend a lot of time working on it as a whole piece and yep. the fact that like not even the songs are written to be similar in some way or heard in a certain flow but they're also mixed and mastered a certain way to sound cohesive like right. there's so much work that goes into an album and people like younger than even your generation yeah, mine right. especially but younger than yours have no idea what that's even right. like they have no reason to even understand that really yeah
1: so yeah i mean like i remember buying cds do you danny like going oh, in and buying yeah. cds i mean but i feel like you know people that are even three or four years younger that's than what us i'm saying just barely under your your
2: age really i didn't
0: good. i we didn't were, grow we up. were on the cusp uh-huh. well i didn't grow up buying a lot of cds because i was in another country but <laughs> well, i grew I up buying like cassettes cassette yeah, yeah. tapes and that's yeah. kind of along the same lines you can't just like pick a track off of it yeah you know eight tracks and stuff
1: and i barely remember viewing cassettes i got
0: i got into like making mixtapes that way you know
3: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh you got some <laughs> yeah brent they just pulled out some mixtapes these are my wife's mixtapes yeah.
2: there's a barbie tape but i that's remember awesome. you know real quick side note She showed me this mixtape the other day. It's a bunch of, like, hip-hop stuff. Yeah. And it was so funny. We'd get to one song, and just like, you hear it for a second, and it's like, and you're like, oh, I guess she didn't like that song. (laughs) That's so
3: funny.
1: (laughs) Let me me fast forward.
0: That's actually... Stop the radio, because she would record the radio, and she's like, I don't like that one. That's actually how I got into, that's actually how I got into, like, DJing, is when I met Lauren in high school and uh, other girls that I dated, I just Mm -hmm. like making mixtapes for them yeah. like CDs and stuff I used and, to make
2: Jamie's uh, MySpace playlist yeah. for her yeah. any
0: single boys <laughs> listening oh, that's funny if there's any single boys listening make that girl you're thinking about a mixtape it'll it'll you know, really it worked work for us yeah.
1: I, I wish don't she make could them come a playlist in. on Spotify make them a physical copy of a mis- mixtape CD
2: or whatever I, def- I definitely remember making her mixes like, yeah. when we were dating I was yeah. like you gotta check these songs out and she I'm pretty sure she was like I listened to those yeah like and thought about you. I listened oh, yeah. to them in that order and just like I love those songs now and, and like they're still like
1: Yeah. All right. Next question is from uh Edward. When it comes to freelance work, what was the hardest thing for you to learn? I'm still uh learning. I'm always learning.
0: You're Aren't, you're you're sorry to interrupt you, you're back to freelance. I don't think that yes. we said that earlier. You're not with Walmart anymore. No, no, no.
2: Since November I decided to go yeah. Um I have not been in the freelance realm. I did it a little bit before um, I moved up here off and on, but I've been full-time freelance since November. Mostly design, some photography gigs here and there. What's the hardest thing? Um, Just self-discipline and, like, I don't want to say focus necessarily, but just being my own project manager probably is... Yeah. I'm pretty easily distracted, and I think we all are nowadays with you know I'm, i sound like an old man saying this but basically like we're all distracted all the time because of we have information at our fingertips all right. the time anything all of
0: it any so po- any podcast you want to listen to at any Any time. song any <laughs> yeah. video
2: it's just way too easy to do anything you want almost but yeah i mean that, it could be a good thing i don't know so it's really hard for me to sit down and say okay i have these projects do today or tomorrow i know i need to start on this one i know i need to finish this one i need to spend about this much time on this one and there's apps out there there's things that can help you time manage and all that but i never stuck with one very long yeah. i've tried them out but um so yeah just balancing and managing my own workflow and pipeline kind of stuff yeah I always going <laughs> always going there cuz i work from home now most of the time or a coffee shop or a library or somewhere quiet you know yeah And I'll go in there and tell Jamie, okay, here's what I got to do today. Remind me or like, you know, almost like hold me accountable. Yeah. Because I won't do it unless I tell someone out loud. And so she's been pretty helpful
1: in that. Yeah. I was going to say, do you have any advice for anyone that's doing freelance work or really just does design or anything creative as far as like um, having any sort of like creative block? Like people that are, you know, they're just, they're really trying to get something going, but mm-hmm. they just cannot seem to even remotely come up with an
3: idea.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, I, I don't think I'm even nearly in my stride yet as where I want to be as far as, you know, full-time freelance right. designer photographer. But there's definitely been days where I'm like, just not feeling it. And sometimes I'll try. And then some days I'll just, I think I've, come to understand that some days you just don't have it in you yeah and that's maybe you're just having a bad day or you physically don't feel well that day or mentally you're just kind of foggy or something and there is ways to push through it but i think uh more importantly i've come to terms with the fact that some days i just maybe just try another day and i know you can't always do that with every job sometimes they're due that day right right but yeah just come to terms with that like maybe today's just not i don't have it in me today and then try again yeah. Or if you absolutely have to push through, maybe just step away for a minute, walk around. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That kind of leads me into a question that Joe sent in. You know, Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said, you know, what's a, the difference between, wh- what's the biggest difference between working for a bigger company like Walmart versus a smaller one in the free world? Oh, <laughs> in freelance, I mean. Free world. <laughs> in America, the free world.
2: Um. I guess I can only relate that to experience based on corporate versus.
0: Yeah. I'm sure smaller companies let you get away with more.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They do. Um,
0: Sometimes, not always. Sometimes you
2: have people in smaller companies that are overcompensating for yeah. their incompetence and they're like, they're like micromanaging telecom- yeah. even more so, that, but not always the case. I would say like, I'll just give an example. It's freelance aside. When I worked for the church, or churches, which I did for five or six years off mm-hmm. and on full time. I had a lot of freedom there because they trusted me. They were like Yeah, we like your stuff and we just do whatever you do. Like you do the thing. And then yeah, like obviously working for a big corporation like Walmart or something or Verizon, there's a lot more politics involved. Right. There's a lot more people making a lot more money mm-hmm. <laughs> uh than in like a church realm, usually, um, that have say so. Yeah. So you have to kinda
0: has to go Talk, through like yeah. four people, five people who know so many.
2: Yeah, there's there, there's always too many cooks in the kitchen. Oh, yeah, in those kind of places. I mean, really, you can. Luckily, when I worked for Walmart, I had a good friend uh, that would go to bat for me. Yeah, and right. and take a lot of the BS. You know. Oh uh, yeah. Buffer a lot of the. Yeah. It's good to know people. It's good to have friends on the inside in yeah. places like that. What sure. uh?
1: What companies are you doing work for right now?
2: Um, I do a lot of work for fifteen seventeen legacy project which is a christian uh resource website conference thing we do several conferences a year yeah uh with my good friend dan price he's a speaker and author theologian so lately um that's been number one yeah is mostly uh book covers and web design and and podcast art and branding for sub brands within the uh umbrella of that oh, company. yeah and then on besides that i've been working for a few agencies around here yeah and and black box a little bit and smack uh just doing photography web design yeah uh even just taking you know random photos here and there at yeah. like some of these walmarts and targets and stuff like that just you yeah. know
1: that's awesome
0: i have a question that i just thought of too what's the coolest gig you've ever had i remember one time you like got to drive a car and like take it on a road trip for Mercedes mm-hmm, i think it mm-hmm. was. Yeah. I I can't think of a cooler one than that but maybe you can. Sounds pretty cool. <laughs>
2: I've done that twice. So out of all the like car gig jobs I've had um which I don't get those big ones anymore. Right. Let's blame it on the algorithm. <laughs> I mean really. But both of the, the the two out in the desert were with one of my best friends, uh, Kyle Steed. And he's super talented, artist, illustrator, muralist, but he's also really good at photography. I mean, he has one of the best eyes. Yeah, he sees stuff like nobody sees. It's crazy, and just working with him. Yeah, for three or four days, doing our own thing on the desert, camping. it, Man. Was, it was amazing. So That's yeah, so cool. Mercedes and Infinity. Probably those are two my f- two favorite. Yep. Yeah.
0: I remember there was one. Near you were living in Conway, I used to go to your house and just hang out a lot and just kind of watch you work on gigs. There was one that uh, you organized a ton of camping stuff. And oh, like, yeah.
2: That was for Mercedes. Yeah. It was like uh, a two-fold awesome. thing.
0: That one was really cool.
3: Uh,
2: that was, uh, it was called GLA Unpacked or no, GLA Packed, I think. And they were just showing that this new uh, SUV-type thing yeah. also had like a lot of room in the back, more than you th- would think, sort of. Would right. you ever
0: do a gig for Subaru?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I've tried yeah. <laughs> driving through a river. No, well, let's take that part out. I yeah.
1: won't take
0: the I
2: won't take the prototype through the river. Don't yeah.
1: worry. Might take a Forester, not an Outback. Yeah,
3: I don't Some know. Some a little higher.
0: <laughs> One last question. I I texted Lauren, my wife, before we um, started recording. I texted Lauren because my wife and your wife are hanging out, and I said, right does, now. does Jamie have?" Any questions for Brent? <laughs> oh, man. And she said, why did you... She wants to know why he married Jamie Little. Whoa. Deep she one. said uh, that? Yeah. Wow. Deep questions. So, okay. so
1: Jamie Little wants to know why... Why, he named... married. why
0: you married <laughs> yeah. her. Married, yeah. That's a deep one. You're on the spot right now, buddy. Man, That's a
1: great one. I'm glad my wife didn't ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> <Dadgum>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're
0: Really right. like getting you well you gotta you need to you need to vape a little bit all in in the feels
1: man you take a puff real quick
2: (laughs) i mean that's a tricky one that's a loaded question for sure i mean it shouldn't be hard to answer because she's beautiful and I i fell in love with her but i don't know i mean how do i say it without just like you know sounding like i'm i'm not trying to say anything bad you know i'm yeah. only trying to, and I'm, I'm not trying not to either it's just here it is yeah i just met her and and I always tell the story like when we met and that's not necessarily part of this question but it kind of explains you can, you it a you can little say bit. it yeah uh we met at a show here in fayetteville actually which is funny um her brother was <laughs> like hey we have a new drummer you should come to this show because you live in the area. And she drove her from Salem Springs, which is like 45 minutes. She was like, is he hot? And I said, <laughs> "And Justin goes, I don't know. Are you, are you hot? And he goes, and I said, yeah, yeah, I am. So she's like, all right, I'll come. And then she showed up, and she's a hairstylist, and she's awesome. She's the best one you'll ever meet and incredible. She's not doing that right now, but she should be.
0: How, how old were you guys when you guys met?
2: I think she was 19, and I was 23. I don't know. She just gave this incredible hug. <laughs> and it was just like the best hug I've ever had. All but the hugs. I mean it. It was the best hug I've well, ever had.
0: So that's how you met. Yeah. So why did you marry? Well,
2: <laughs> I left out a part. After the show, she, and this is the part where she made, she says I tell the story different, but whatever. She said that <laughs> as we're driving off in the van, like I didn't really ask her for a number. I mean, yeah, we hit it off and you yeah. know i thought she was hot and i don't know we both talked about how we were tired of dating people and breaking other people's hearts and getting our hearts broken and just like okay i'm sick of this let's just why are we doing this to yeah. why is this happening over and over and over so that's kind of what we got to like the point where we were like all right and we started talking and we really didn't know each other at all like I mean, we just met right but uh as we're driving off so i was like well yeah, I'm sure I'll see her again. Yeah. Like I'm in the band with her brother. Yeah. yeah, but she was just like, "No, he's gonna talk to me again nah. now, like right now." So she ran. Yeah, I say she ran. She disagrees with this part, but I, was, I remember her kind of yeah. walking fast or whatever up to the yeah. van with her phone, flip phone, <laughs> opened up with her number on the on the screen. Like, here's my number. Call me as we're driving off and there's dust. You know,
0: it's like, like straight out of a movie scene. Cool. I just
2: had to say all that to say that, like, she was the first girl that I feel like somewhat pursued me. Right. Ever. Yeah. So, all that being said, I don't know. Like, here we are 12 years later, and <clears throat> you can cut all this out if you want, because maybe it's not answering the question, why did I marry her? Or why did I, you know.
0: It's all part of it.
2: I think we all know. I don't know, man. Uh, Here we are. Yeah. But I love her, and
1: all of our differences make us interesting. When I asked my wife on our first date, she told me no. I mean, like I got turned down on our first date, so well, it's like, really? yeah, like I well, come to find out, she also was dating a guy at the okay. time. Oh. She failed to uh, relay that information, but, um, but yeah, I mean, that's a that's a pretty big deal, you know, for a woman to pursue
0: another man. Now you guys have two kids, yeah, a home,
1: no, <laughs>
0: three cars, cats, three cars, <laughs> some cats. a Toyota Tercel, <laughs> a Subaru, and a minivan, six
1: guitars. <laughs> how many How many cats do you guys have?
2: Two, two. Just two. two. Gotcha. Cosmo Man. and Steve. Shout out to Cosmo and Steve. Man,
0: Jamie's yeah. awesome. I no, was she not, is. I was not joking when I said I yeah. arm wrestle her earlier. She seems like a very nice
1: she, girl.
2: She just she was the <laughs> she's very down to earth and like just like tells you how it is that's what i need honestly and it sucks because i'm a dreamer i'm always out here in la la land right always and she's like the very practical down to earth one but you know not getting spiritual here but god knows what i need and yeah god's god knows i need some of that and she needs some of this i guess yeah so
0: yeah
1: i feel like all all of our wives probably kind of keep us in check Yeah. yeah yeah
3: Oh man, I, I just can't get over how
0: strong she is. She almost <laughs> beat me. She almost beat me at arm wrestling. How's that fair?
2: She's very strong. She was the first girl. Like she was definitely the first girl that I was just like play fighting or kind yeah. of wrestling with. And I was like, all right, I gotta really <laughs> well, like gotta try s- to hold this yeah. down. Like, okay. you start I mean,
1: working out. You you had me fill her uh, her forearms earlier, and I was like, definitely not want that on here. But damn, <laughs> I, mean, I I was impressed. I gotta say, I was like comparing to mine. I was like, "Ooh, man, now you work out a little bit harder." I mean, but. yeah, most girls don't want to be like beefy, okay. yeah. But <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I don't know, dude. Here lately, though, that CrossFit thing, a lot of them do. But she's got, she's true. got that mom strength, bro. Yeah, yeah. That's she's so she's fun. naturally str- she could take care of herself. Yeah, I mean, yeah. your son's better watch out. She might backhand the crap out of them.
2: Which also, I should really consider. They're probably going to be bigger and stronger than me because
1: genetics. Well, yeah, you're already having them work out. So, yeah, they probably probably. That's why I started.
3: Oh,
0: my gosh. That's crazy. Well, uh, I think that's going to do it for us. Um, Like we mentioned earlier in the the show, Brenton does graphic design. He does album covers. He does music. Uh, Do you want to plug that stuff? We'll we'll have the links in the bio, but just remind everybody the names and stuff.
2: Just brentonlittle.com. Brenton, Clark, Little, yeah. dot com either one. Yeah. yeah.
0: What's your Instagram handle again? <laughs> My God. <laughs> Br- at, at
2: Brenton. At Brenton underscore Clark with an E on the end.
0: Yep. Yeah, go check it out. Maybe you've heard of him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cloud Factory,
2: available. Spotify. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Whatever.
2: Yeah. Apple. It's on everything, Apple.
0: New record coming out soon. very
2: soon. It'll be called Ascension. Yeah. It's done. It is being mastered right now by a friend in Dallas.
0: Awesome. Greatest awesome. podcast logo maker ever. Yeah. Greatest album artwork maker ever. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. guys.
4: Out. Shucks, guys. <laughs> and if
1: guys, when you when you do type in his uh Instagram handle, try to act like you haven't came across it once. I mean, just <laughs> <laughs> try to try to act like it's a surprise. Be like, oh I haven't I've never came across this one. I've uh, already unfollowed really this guy like more
0: than <laughs> once. <laughs> if you're a musician looking for an album cover, yep. hit him up. He's the bee's knees. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um we're we're going to end the podcast episode with uh, one of one of your songs if that's cool Brent. And, sure. uh, I'm not exactly sure which one yet. Uh but again, link in bio.
1: Later boys and girls. We'll Swipe s- up on my story.
0: <laughs> we'll see you guys later. All right. Later. Peace. Bye.